Well, Professor Anand Menon, who's uh, Director of the UK in a Changing Europe, uh, joins me now. Uh, good morning to you, Professor. Morning. Good morning. Um, what do you make of the plans to extend the retention scheme? Is this a success, a failure? Uh, how do you place it? Well... It's not something that the Chancellor would have wanted to do because, of course, the longer we preserve this state of sort of suspended animation of the economy, the more danger there is that some jobs just won't come back because companies will go out of business. But it's a function of the fact that we haven't got the disease sufficiently under control to allow people to go back in the kind of numbers that we see the furlough scheme tapering off. So it's it's an economic response to a public health crisis at the moment, but it's costing us money. And at some point, we're going to have to start easing it. That would be following the economy, not the science, though, wouldn't it? Uh, if we were to taper it immediately, you mean? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, the science the science still pretty much says you should avoid contact with other people, you should be socially distanced, and where possible, you should be staying at home. And because of that, if we want to preserve those jobs, then the only option really is for the state to be paying people. Now, the problem that the Chancellor has is that there is pressure building among his own backbenchers for the furlough scheme to be brought to an end. You hear talk about zombie jobs and the like. Why is the state paying people to do jobs that will no longer exist? But at the moment, the Prime Minister and the Chancellor are holding the line firm. We need to make sure that we don't have a massive spike in unemployment, which means the state paying for the moment. Uh, so has this scheme been too successful? There is some uh, thought out there, some comment out there that people are, are reasonably happy sitting at home on 80% of their salary and, and aren't in a rush to get back to work. Well, I mean, you always get that sort of talk. I mean, it's very hard to tell, isn't it? It might be that people are at home thinking, I'd rather not catch coronavirus. So it might be genuine worry about the disease. Uh, mm. That's the, the simple answer and disappointing answer to your question, I suppose, is we don't know. And we won't know until we come out of lockdown whether this scheme has worked uh, and whether it has prevented an enormous spike in unemployment, and which the Chancellor was desperate to avoid. So I think it, it's too soon yet to cast judgment on this. And actually, the proof of the pudding is going to be in the steps taken to to loosen the scheme and we don't really know as yet how the Chancellor intends to do that. Many comments of course being made now that this scheme has been abused by some employers that they've uh, they've dropped the salaries to their staff anyway but they're you know by uh, you know 40% but they're claiming the 80% from the government. There's also uh, stories that they're just taking this furlough money for now and they plan to make people redundant at the end of this. Um, has this scheme been used largely uh, successfully and for the right reasons? Well, I don't know the answer to that question, but my guess would be given uh, the fact that the government and HMRC are wise to the fact of these tricks, then in general, yes, uh, this is to keep businesses going that would otherwise fold uh, under the pressure of the coronavirus. And, and actually, if you turn your question on its head, it's hard to see what else the state could have done mm. at a moment when people couldn't go out except to put the, the, the economy in the deep freeze. Because if you'd done nothing, then loads of these companies would simply have and when we came out of lockdown, there wouldn't have been the economy that we left behind waiting for us. There will be uh, companies, though, that would have gone under perhaps anyway. Um, uh, will, will many be using the coronavirus to, to limit pay, to get rid of staff? Well, 
it might that might be the case. There might be other companies that might have been going under or might still go under that are using it to pay people a bit longer than they would otherwise have been able to do so. Right. Uh, I suppose again we won't really know what's happening until we see how this scheme sort of pans out when it's being sort of rolled back by the states. At that point, we will get a sense about how vulnerable some of these firms are. I mean, remember, pubs, restaurants, the hospitality sector have been closed down for an awfully long time and work on very, very small margins as a rule. So, you know, even with the ability to furlough staff, and I know that in the hospitality sector, there are some problems about the inability to pay tips, uh, which which count for quite a, a fair proportion of people's income. But we don't know how many of those pubs and restaurants are going to reappear when we're allowed to go to them again. Will you imagine that Rishi Sunak uh, is going to reduce, all commentators are suggesting that the furlough scheme will reduce to be reduced to 60% of pain, not only uh, to save some money, but also to encourage people back into at least part-time work. Um, but can you imagine him doing it sector by sector in the future? Because as you point out, the sort of the hospitality and the entertainment industries are going to be the very last ones to reopen. Would you imagine that he would, uh, uh, you know, biff the, the furlough scheme off for certain businesses and keep it for others? I can imagine that, yes, because, of course, the Prime Minister has already laid out a sectoral approach, saying that some sectors can start opening again from this Mm. week, others have to wait till uh, July. So, yes, I think having different arrangements for different sectors might make sense. You could complicate it still further and wonder whether, given what the Prime Minister has said about hotspots, they might adapt a slightly regional approach as well. And whatever happens, though, this this will, when they're talking about actively encouraging people back to work, generally there is a small carrot and a large stick. Yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, this is one of the this is one of the the key things, isn't it? Is uh, one of the reasons why lockdown has proceeded relatively smoothly to date is that people are still getting paid, or a, gr- a large number of people are still getting paid. If you start to taper the furlough, you'll see people's incentives change. But again, this has to be done with relative care because, as some of the photos from the tube yesterday showed, the last thing you want is a sudden spike of people travelling to work at the same time and the risk of a second spread. Because I think most economists agree that whilst Obviously, the economy is in a very, very fragile state now. What we really don't want is to reopen it gradually and then Mm. have to close it down again because that would have massive implications. I bet you're glad you're not Rishi Sunak or Boris Johnson. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, me too. Uh, Thank you very much indeed, Professor. It's excellent to talk to you as ever. Professor Anand Menon there, who's a director of the UK in a changing Europe.